the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise for the graces in our lives, as we open our hearts to find deeper conversion, to serve you, and to praise you. That is due to your most holy name. Amen. So I hesitate giving this homily. I almost threw it away this morning and started over, but it's eight in the morning, so it would have been a tough morning. Um, so I want to preface, preface the homily. Um, it's a sensitive topic, and, and, and I'm going to caveat it throughout the entire homily. Just hear me out. So preface. I love all of you, okay? I love serving God. I love serving the church. I love serving this church. I love serving all of you. It's my honor to be a priest and to give you to give you great thanks and praise and to serve you with my whole heart and soul. That being said, um, what can end up creeping into the church and the mind of the church and the mind of, of the people of God in the church is, uh, is a negative quality of, of consumerism. Now, consumerism, I was looking it up and was researching it. It was very interesting. So consumerism can oftentimes be taken in a negative way, right? We buy new things and everything. We're just we're obsessed with new and shiny things and we just fill our life with stuff that we're constantly advertised to buy things, I think oftentimes looked at as a negative thing. It really is not the most positive of things. But we can also look at it in, in, a, in a positive way, where consumerism, if, if, a, if a business has a mentality of consumerism, they will shift their product to the consumer so that they can sell more products, which is a good thing. Right? Imagine if a car never had power ste- steering, or if a phone company was never going to go digital, or never going to have text messaging. This is how the world works. The world shifts and the market should shift to the shifting market, period. That's a good thing, a good business model to have. And the church should embrace some of those realities, right? Imagine if we were like, we can't have microphones because it's against the modernism of the world. It would be ridiculous. We have to have these things. We can't have a website or social media because it's all about you know, sin. No, this is where people are, so we have to be there to, to evangelize where people are. So that's part of a positive sense of, of consumerism. And the church should embrace that. But what can become very problematic is what we call, like, what I, my friend has coined, him and I talk about all the time, is Catholic consumerism in a negative way. Right? Let's look at a positive. Think of a positive way. Here at St. Thomas Church, last year, we renovated all the bathrooms. Why? This is our home, and they need to be, like, a clean place. For the consumer, for the customer, quote-unquote customer, which is all of you? No, because this is our home. And if this is my home and your home, it should be clean and, and be polished and be well taken care of. But then think of something like the noon mass, the noon mass we have here at St. Thomas. We've debated for a long time whether the mass should be in Chaldean, whether it should be in English, and it's literally a win-lose. But the consumer, what is best for the most amount of people that mass is in English, even though it's kind of a win-lose? What are we really talking about here? A mentality that we bring into the, from the consumeristic world, we bring into God, or we bring into the church. And had all these examples of funerals, and weddings, and baptisms, and first communions, and I like wrote out a whole list of examples, and I didn't want to embarrass anybody or call anybody out. Just use your imagination. Think of a wedding, an, a not-so-pleasant bride who wants things to be specifically around her. Just pretend, let your imagination run wild. Right? And that can be very frustrating. Because once again, this is the caveat. As a church, we're here to serve. We're here to give you Jesus. And we're here to like, for your wedding, we want your wedding to be beautiful. We want your baptism to be immaculate because it's for your child. We want your first communion to be wonderful. You want your funeral to be prayerful 
and, as, as, and pretend that it's not just another day for us, but it really is your mother, it's your father, it's your uncle, it's your spouse. We want to do good things in the church for the glory of God and to serve all of you. But when that mentality creeps in of consumer Catholicism, where I have to be pleased, I want to go to a restaurant and tell them I want no tomatoes, extra onions, whatever it is, and we, like, we spe- specify how we live in the world, and if we're not satisfied... We leave. Imagine going to a restaurant and getting bad service. You would go again, you'd go again, and you would never go again if it was terrible service or if the food was terrible. Right? Now, as a priest, should I have an obligation to preach well? Absolutely. Should I have an obligation to perform a good quote-unquote service? Absolutely. But if we're only seeking that, that is the negative quality that I'm trying to challenge you. You can see why I'm really sensitive. I'm really trying to tiptoe around a really interesting concept here. What should shift is this. The mentality should shift to be a, one of service. To really, the, it's a whole mentality of, of oh, I want to serve God. In the gospel today, you have this man who Jesus says, if somebody, if, if your servant is working in the fields, is working with your sheep, and then comes in at night, it shouldn't be like, okay, now take your rest. Gird yourself and now serve me. And then after you have served me. So what is Christ saying? Christ is saying, serve, and then keep serving. And then you're exhausted, and you're, t- you're tired of serving God, and then you keep serving even more. That's what God is calling us to. That's what we should embrace in our own selves. Now, once again, back and forth, this kind of balance of things. There should be an openness for all of you to address. If there's something wrong in the church, you should address it and tell me. Father Pierre, this, is bad. this is, should be better if you do it this way. I have a good idea for this. Please bring me all your ideas. You observe a different observation than I do, than we do in the church, whomever's leading the church. But not just complaints. It's easy to complain about things in the church, it's difficult to bring a solution. It's even more difficult to be part of the solution. If you see something in the church lacking and you want to complain about it or gossip about it or point fingers about it, what does that solve? Instead of addressing it so as to bring about a solution so that we can be the best and strongest church ever, so the gospel message of Jesus as St. Paul is preaching today, he, is, he has in himself the, the power from God to preach the gospel. We have to preach the gospel, he says today in, in the reading. And he's right. But if things are in the way of that, we have to be very careful of that. Think of how you can go even deeper than that. Think of the, the theology. How easy is it for us as Catholics, as followers of Jesus, to pick and choose the Catholic teaching that we like and the Catholic teaching that we don't agree with? Think of something as, as oftentimes debated or even pushed back as like contraceptives. Constantly, okay, Father Pierre, get with the times. If the church is the, is the church of Jesus Christ, the incarnate God who died and resurrected and has trusted the church to teach her people the way of morality, then we should ascend ourselves to it. Now, sometimes we can have a challenge. I don't, I'm, not, I'm having a hard time with this teaching. I don't quite understand it. That's fine. That's human. Struggle with it. But don't just say, like, I don't want tomatoes on my pizza. I don't want fries with that. I want, I want a side of onion rings instead. We can't do that with God. We can't be consumeristic in our faith with God. And it gets to a deeper, it gets even deeper if we don't, if we don't address this issue or this mentality. Because it can easily affect our relationship with God in prayer. Think of the gospel today. There's two stories in the gospel. The second story. That these ten lepers screamed out for Jesus to heal them. Right? He didn't even ask for healing. He said, have mercy on us. And he knew what they wanted. They, these lepers, they wanted to be cleansed. And he says, go show yourselves to the priest. And they are cleansed. 
We should have the freedom and the desire to beg God for things, for health, for wealth, for protection, for school, for whatever it is that we pray for, for your sick and ailing person, for your strength in this, for your anxiety in that. We should absolutely feel comfortable to ask God for these things. But only one out of ten comes back and does the two things that we should absolutely do more than ask God. Thanks, Jesus. And he praises Jesus. That should be our demeanor. If you're only going to see... Imagine if, you're, if your mother is sick. I don't know, perfect example. Your mother is sick. And you're begging God to heal your mother. And then your mother dies. Did God not serve you the way you wanted to be served? Are you going to call the manager and complain? Or do we stop and say, I'm sad. Be sad. But I trust God. And almost thank God for death. Thank God, thank God for his, his own death and resurrection. Thank God that he has given us eternal life, that he's given us his mercy and the means to have eternal salvation. That's what we have to go deep in our prayer. The majority of our prayers should be praise to God. And we praise and worship God, not because what he can do for us, but because he is God and because he is worthy of our praise. We say it all the time throughout Mass. Glory, honor, thanksgiving, and praise. Glory, honor, thanksgiving, and worship we offer you. We offer God these praises because he is God and he is deserving of our praise and our love. But we live in the world and we're affected by the realities of the world and we're trained by media, by the world of the secular world to be consumers and to want the best products. And you should expect the best product from a church, but you are part of the product. Are you out evangelizing in the church? Are you part of the solution? Are you, being, are you bringing people to a relationship with Jesus? Or are we simply complaining? So, sensitive topic here, right? But I want to be very clear. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm not upset. The, the biggest thing that breaks my heart, top five, as a priest, people say, Father, I'm so sorry to bother you, but why do people think they're a bother? You're not a bother. I'm here to serve you and give you Jesus. Nothing makes me more sad. It's happened only a few times. Say, Father, you know, my grandpa was dying in the hospital. We didn't want to bother you, so he died without the sacraments. What do you mean? Call me day and night. I'll go to the sacraments. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to push you away and say, don't bother me, don't be annoying. I'm the opposite. I'm saying, be part of the solution. What I am here is the priest to give you the sacraments. I want to and should be expected to. Challenge me to be better, but I challenge you to be better as well. So throughout this Mass, throughout this week, just pray with this idea. This, the concept of consumer Catholicism. Are you a consumer Catholic that you just come in and you're expecting to be served? Or are you a disciple and follower of the incarnate God who died and resurrected for our salvation and gave us his one holy Catholic and apostolic church of whom we serve? Amen.